Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Needy Podcast. This is your host, Mara Glatzel. And today we are talking about permission to change your mind. This is a little bit of a follow up to episode 21, Are You Worth It? where we talked about how to make decisions about what you want to do with your time and your money and your energy. And as I was sitting with that conversation over the last couple of weeks, I was thinking about how so often part of what stands in our way uh, when we're making a decision or trying to figure out how to allocate our resources is that we we tell ourselves the story that once we make a decision, we have to stick to it. Like 100% of the time, marry ourselves to that thing. And when we have such a strict view of follow through, it can be difficult to make the decision to begin with because we might think, well, you know, if I make that decision, it has to be the right one because there's, you know, I, I there's no way that I'm going to be able to get out of it. And so we try to look ahead. We try to think about well, how will I feel, what will be going on for me, uh, what else have I committed myself to, all of these factors when the truth is that as even though we can do our due diligence and even though we can know ourselves and best plan for ourselves, we can't plan for everything. So sometimes when we're feeling all of that anxiety around making a decision, the anxiety is really around trying to commit ourselves to something, not knowing how we are going to feel or what that day is going to be like. And it can be difficult to project ourselves out into the future that way to have all of the evidence that we feel that we need in order to make the decision. So we drag our feet and we drag our feet 
and we drag our feet. (laughs) And where permission to change your mind comes in is not that it's an out, you know, not that it's a, this like, oh, um, way to flake on your responsibilities or your obligations or the things that you've committed yourself to. But instead, it is a doorway, a way to take yourself, take your humanity into consideration when you're following through with things. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Once upon a time, I had a friend who I had plans with. We had made the plans several weeks before. So, you know, when that day arrived, the thing was about to happen that uh, we had been planning on, or maybe it was the earlier that morning. And she wrote me an email that said, or wrote me a text that said, I'm really exhausted today. I'm not feeling myself. I'm, I'm not going to be able to come tonight. I changed my mind about our plan. And when she said that to me at first, I was angry because I had never given myself permission to change my mind before. And so running through my head was kind of this idea of, uh, is that allowed? She, she just changed her mind, just changed her mind. No big deal. Just, we just change our minds whenever we want. And I remember feeling angry and then kind of underneath the anger was this deep breath of relief at the idea, even just the idea that I could change my mind sometime if, you know, maybe I wanted to or I needed to. And, you know, if you think about 23-year-old Mara, I was the kind of girl who married herself to her commitments. When I told you that I was going to do something, I was going to follow through with that thing no matter what. No matter what, no matter if I was sick, no matter if I was exhausted, no matter if somebody in my family had passed away, like I there were no conditions that would negate my follow through. And in some ways, I really admire that about myself, my tenacity, my loyalty, how much I care about my commitments. And, you know, I don't commit myself lightly. And when I do, that's something that's really important to me. But before I got a handle on bringing myself, my whole self into the equation when I was planning my day or when I was following through, I was really, really, really burnt out on my commitments. And I was burnt out on that style of approaching my commitments, which was that I would do that thing no matter what. And a lot of times I was disappointed because other people didn't feel the same way that I did about commitments. It was like, we'd all be, you know, 23, we'd all be out at the bar and drinking. And somebody would say, we should go get pancakes in the morning. And I was like, tattooed on my forehead, I'm there, I'm done, no problem, 8 a.m. I would be the kind of girl who set the alarm, did the thing, got up, but was there exactly where she said that she was going to be. And uh, and I was often disappointed because I was the only one. You know, other people didn't take their uh, 1 a.m. post-bar pancake promises quite as seriously as I did. And that was heartbreaking for me a lot of the time because I felt like I was the only one who cared about things. And I cared about them so much 
that I was offended that other people didn't care about them as much as I did. Until I started to realize that marrying myself to my my responsibilities, to my obligations, to my plans with other people, while it highlighted this part of myself that I loved, you know, this loyal, uh, dedicated part of myself, it was also a really dangerous cage because I could, I would be sick or something would have happened or, um, you know, underneath it all that this, uh, this thing that showed up in so many aspects of my life was that I had to do the thing no matter how I felt, which meant that how I felt was not important in my decision-making process. I wouldn't wake up and check in with myself. I didn't care how I felt, to be totally honest, because I was of the school of thought that, you know, drink another five or six cups of coffee, pour some caffeine on top of it, pull it together, because you got to do this thing. No matter how you feel, nobody cares about how you feel. People only care about you following through on the things you said you were going to do. And it's interesting because a lot of times when we got ourselves caught in this double bind, it's because there's something that we're dealing with that we both really like and admire about ourselves. And also, um, that's trapping us. That's keeping us small, keeping us from being, uh, uh, more well developed, <laughs> more well period version of ourselves. And so on the one hand, I had this characteristic about myself that I so admired, you know, that, that follow through, that tenacity, that loyalty I could be counted on. And I love to be counted on, but on the other side, it was locking me up in this little teeny tiny cage because I didn't allow for my humanity to be a part of the equation. So I think that there is this fine line between permission to change your mind uh, as being flaky and realizing that your ultimate responsibility is always going to be to yourself. So when you're making your plans and you're following, you're thinking about following through, you know, it's not that you're going to set yourself out to disappoint somebody or not follow through or not do the things that you said that you were going to do. If you know you don't want to do the thing to begin with, or you're not able to do the thing to begin with, a really good time for knowing that is before you commit to it to begin with. And, you know, something that I find really useful for that, because I used to put myself on the spot, somebody would ask me for something, and I thought I had to answer immediately. So I always answered yes, because I'm standing in front of them and I was a people pleaser and I wanted people to like me. So I would say, yeah, sure, no problem. And then later I would be charged with either trying to wriggle my way out of it or following through while brimming with resentment. So if when you're in the stage of saying yes or saying no, you can cut yourself a little bit of time and say, I don't know, let me check my schedule or let me get back to you. 
something that enables you to check in with yourself, to check in with the reality of your calendar and your life at this moment before you commit yourself can be really useful tool for um, only committing yourself to things that you actually want to do and are able to do. And when I say you, I mean you, human being, who are not terminally special or the exception to the rule. You who, just like me, also gets tired, also needs to rest, also needs downtime, also has needs, right? Period. Needs. So when you're making your plans and you're taking yourself into consideration and you're taking your life into consideration, your calendar into consideration, also take into consideration your humanity. Sometimes when I look at my calendar sort of midway through the month, I have to admit to myself, wow, you know, this month is closed to me, meaning I can't put anything else in here. I am full. I'm full. And I'm not technically full, right? I could squeeze a couple more things in there. I have spent years and years of my life squeezing a couple more things in there. But I also have spent many years of my life suffering the consequences of being overscheduled and overcommitted. And I've learned that actually I've done that because I've wanted to be closer to people or I've wanted to be indispensable or helpful. But really that resentment that was bubbling under the surface because I said yes when I wanted to say no kept me from being close to anyone at all. And so when you make your commitments, before you even get way before you get to the permission to change your mind, but when you make your commitments, giving yourself that wiggle room and asking yourself the question, is this something I really want to commit myself to? Is this something I really can commit myself to? Will help you in not finding yourself in a situation where you chronically need to have the permission to change your mind. That said, If you've done your due diligence and you have committed yourself to something joyfully, wholeheartedly, uh, after reasonably, you know, surveying whether or not you're going to have the time to do that, and then that thing comes and you're not able to follow through, you have permission to change your mind. You have permission to say, Hey, I'm so sorry. I really thought I was going to be able to do this, but it turns out I can't. The subtext of this turns out I'm a human and maybe something unforeseen occurred. Maybe I'm feeling under the weather. Maybe my child was up all night last night. Maybe I just didn't realistically understand how much space the other things were going to take up in my schedule. And so I'm not able to follow through. And when you're doing that, you know, hope that you're in relationships with people who want the best for you and who also selfishly want the best version of you, meaning they're going to be happy to postpone until it's a better time for you because they don't want you just sitting there like a zombie version of yourself, vacant and unable to carry on a conversation, right? They want to spend time with you you. You're not just a warm body filling a space. You have value and people want to be with you specifically. 
And so if you're unable to show up as yourself, that's a great time to give yourself that permission to change your mind. And it's a great time to really ground yourself in your own worth. Because the truth is, when you say no to somebody, whether it's at the beginning when they first ask you to do it, or whether it's later when you have to use that that permission to change your mind, they may be disappointed. And it's really uncomfortable to disappoint people, particularly for people who are listening to this podcast, I'm willing to bet, but myself certainly as well. Uh, People who are people pleasers or empaths, highly sensitive people, people in helping professions, people who uh, really, really, really want to make other people's lives better. And, you know, again, we have that spectrum, right? On the light side of the spectrum, we have people who really like to make other people's lives better. So they like to say yes. They like to follow through. They like to deliver the things that they set to, to deliver. But the shadow side of that spectrum is sacrificing your needs in order to make other people comfortable or happy. Uh, making yourself small in order to keep somebody else from feeling the discomfort of their feelings, putting other people's needs ahead of your own. And so if we think about the the light and, and shadow side of that same continuum, we're able to see why this might be difficult. Because we don't want to be flaky. We don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. We don't want to make somebody feel disappointed in us. Because if we're believing that even in some small, 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 small part of our mind, if we're believing that what we do for others is what our worth is contingent upon, then disappointing somebody else or changing your mind is a really dangerous thing to do. But I'm here to tell you that your worth is not contingent upon what you do. Your worth It's not contingent upon what you offer other people. It's not contingent upon how good you are at following through with your responsibilities. You know, those those might be admirable things about you, but that doesn't have anything to do with your worth. Your worth is inherent. And also, that other people can tolerate their own disappointment. It is not your job to shelter them from any kind of bad feelings. And it's not your job to soak up all of the disappointment in the room so that nobody else has to feel it. Think about if the tables were turned and somebody came to you and said, I'm so sorry. I know we had plans to do this thing, but I'm just really under the weather and I just can't make it happen. Even if you were disappointed, even if you were pissed because you really wanted to do it, would you really be mad at that person for taking their needs into consideration, for putting their health and well-being first, for honoring you and your relationship by wanting to bring the best version of themselves to spending time with you? And sure, I mean, we're all human, right? You might be pissed for a moment, but you'd get over it because we get over things, right? Where we can tolerate our own bad feelings. We can be disappointed. We can be angry and we can move through it because we are adults. And 
how somebody moves through their feelings or the pace at which they move through their feelings is not your job. You know, it's not your job to do any of that for them. It's not your job to really (laughs) have a hand in it at all. And so giving yourself that permission, not only to change your mind, but also permission to tolerate that person's reaction to you, to know that your responsibility to yourself, your responsibility to your own well-being, your responsibility to the quality of your life, even your responsibility to your commitments is your job. That's within your realm of responsibility. How somebody else reacts, the feelings that they have, the disappointment that they need to move through in their own space and time, that's their job. That's their responsibility. So give yourself permission to make decisions knowing that you will be able to take yourself into consideration if and when you need to down the road. Know that you have the permission to change your mind. Know that any judgments that you feel internally about what it would be like for you to change your mind are for you to grapple with, right? They're for you to dispel and um, and work through. Because the truth is, your loyalty and your responsibility will only get you so far. And for people who are really loyal and people who are really responsible for whom this is a true problem, chances are you are already taking care of way more than you are actually meant to take care of. You're responding to other people's stuff as if it's an emergency. And by taking a step back and really primarily focusing your responsibility on yourself, on your wellness, on the quality of your life, both when you're making your commitments to begin with and when you're following through, you're going to find that you have more space, more time, and a renewed ability to be yourself, your full, messy human self, whatever that might look like. Because you're a human being and not a robot. And that means you're going to get tired. You're going to need to rest. You're going to disappoint some people for sure. And that's all exactly as it should be. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about Needy or want to tend to your needs with a free Needy toolkit, dance on over to the needypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week.